Hi, you're listening to the Christina in the Valley podcast, and I'm your host, Christina Gavin. Today, I have a very special episode planned for you, and it's my first solo episode. I've been wanting to do something like this with you for a while, and I'm so excited I finally made the time. Let's get into it. First off, I want to start this episode by thanking everyone for joining me on this really special journey of creating Christina in the Valley. I've had this knowing that I should start this podcast for over three years, and I was constantly held back by my own fear of failure to really do anything about it. I thought, what if no one listened? What if people didn't like what I had to say? All that negative self-talk we all tell ourselves when we're on the cusp of something really great. I was too scared to jump off the cliff. But then someone said to me, what if you can help people by sharing your story? What if this podcast becomes more than you could have ever hoped for? What if I told you it would all work out? Would you do it then? And let me tell you, my answer was absolutely still no, (laughs) because it wasn't just fear of failure that was holding me back. Honestly, it was fear of success, fear that this could actually go somewhere, fear of experiencing imposter syndrome that we all know all too well. And while let me tell you, it is so much more work than I thought it was going to be, it has brought me so much joy to have these conversations and to shine a light on what we go through as women during the human experience. For that, I am so grateful that you choose to show up for me every day and I will do my best to continue showing up for you. I have some really great topics I want to cover with you today, but first let's talk about the things that I'm loving right now. My current TV obsession is The Last Thing He Told Me on Apple TV, which is based on a novel by Laura Dave that I actually read while I was having my existential crisis, and I spent a month in Greece. I think the book-to-show adaptation was really well done in this case, and who doesn't love Jennifer Garner? The other thing I've been absolutely loving is I have been trying to meal prep more, but my latest food obsession is the viral grinder sandwich from TikTok, and this went viral last year. So I hope you guys know what I'm talking about. And I know I'm late to the game, but it's this Italian sub, and it's totally my hyperfixation meal right now. It has tomatoes and this like grinder salad that you're supposed to put mayo in, but your girl doesn't have a gallbladder, so no mayo for moi. So I make the salad with iceberg and red wine vinegar and olive oil and salt and pepper and oregano, and then on my sandwich, I put prosciutto and ham and turkey and tomato and pepperoncinis and the lettuce mixture, and it is just so good. I even made it for my boyfriend this past week and was able to bring it to him before he had to go to class. Now, it's almost summer. We're currently in spring, and that means that fresh spring produce is at the farmer's market. I can feel summer quickly approaching. Last week, actually not last week, a few weeks ago, I had the first barbecue of the season to kick off spring and summer. Let me tell you, there's just something about a perfectly grilled chicken and some fresh grilled vegetables from the farmer's market that lights up my life and brings me so much joy. 
As I talked a little bit about on Instagram, I have been trying to cut back on alcohol and to go with my perfectly grilled chicken. My absolute favorite non-alcoholic wine is from Shirley and I'll link the website in the show notes. This isn't sponsored. It's just really one of my favorites and I've even gotten my mom and my family hooked on it as well. The non-alcoholic bubbly rosé is a serious game changer when you want to feel a little bit fancy. If you want that beer, you know, that sour, that IPA to go with your summer barbecue, I cannot recommend Athletic Brewing enough. They have so many different flavors. I've done their, you know, Flavor of the Month Club or whatever membership it is, and I have never tried something that's disappointed me from them. And you would never know that it was alcohol-free. Because I've been alcohol-free at night, it has allowed me to wake up feeling a little bit less groggy in the morning. And if you've been following me on Instagram, you also know that I've been trying to get up and get moving first thing in the morning. Basically, I get up, I throw on my workout clothes, my hokas, and I just go outside. And since it's summer, spring, it's really nice weather. Now, I do end up at Starbucks most mornings getting a black coffee with almond milk, but just ignoring that fact, that brings me joy too. So if I ignore that, I also am getting in a 30-minute walk, and it's just so nice to get my blood pumping, to get the sun on my face, to kind of reset my circadian rhythm because before this, I am a perpetual TikTok scroller. Like I will just lay in bed and scroll through TikTok for hours on end, scrolling through Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. That's just my jam. That's what I like to do to wake up. And that's not really good. You shouldn't be doing that first thing in the morning. You shouldn't be searching for those fake ways to get the dopamine hit. Instead, you should get out. And if you end up at Starbucks, that's okay. That's just another dopamine hit. All jokes aside, the walks really have been helping with my mental health. And speaking of mental health, there are some things that have been really hard for me lately. And since this is a really safe space and a safe community, I would like to share them with you. I used to strength train at the gym five days a week. Shoot, sometimes even five, six days a week, plus two days of hiking. And now the thought of working out makes me want to throw up. The thought of doing anything besides yoga, besides walking on my Amazon walking pad, honestly, it crushes my spirit. It really does crush crush my spirit. That being said, I know that I've gained weight and it's been really hard for me to be kind to myself about it. Exercise for me is not about looking good or weighing a certain number, trying to fit into a certain size. It's honestly nothing like that. Exercise for me is stress relief. It's getting those good endorphins flowing. It's finding a community. And I feel like I've really lost that since I've left my gym last year. I do have to acknowledge that I left my gym to protect my own mental health and to protect what my body was going through. Strength training was causing more harm than it was doing good. Even though I had to give up that healthy aspect for my mental health, I could no longer put my body through those rigorous types of workouts. I was constantly getting injured. I was constantly feeling run down and I wanted to switch to a more low impact workout. 
Again, that being said, I have not switched to a more low impact workout besides yoga and besides walking, and I just don't feel like it's doing enough. I am in a new and different season than I've never lived through before. I'm navigating balancing an incredible and healthy relationship, trying to advance my career, building my brand and my business, taking care of my family, and just trying to stay healthy and have a social life. And I think it's okay to not feel like working out and to feel like you're going to throw up if you decide to work out. I am more aware of the way my clothes are fitting. I am more aware of what I look like in a mirror. And this topic actually reminds me of episode two I did with Joellen when we talk about self-love and self-forgiveness. It's something that I preach nonstop. Forgive yourself, be gentle with yourself, yada, yada, yada. But it is so hard for me to take my own advice. And I'm sure if you're giving advice, it's so hard for you to take your own advice. And I'm like, you're telling me that I actually have to say nice things to myself instead of being my own worst self-critic? No, thank you. You're telling me I need to sit in the discomfort of my own emotions because that's the only way through the feelings and I can't just bury everything deep down into a dark hole of my soul? Thank you so much. It's going to be a hard pass for me. Thank you for the offer. But let me tell you what has worked for me. As I said, this is a new season and remembering it is a new season and so much of this has temporary has truly been a game changer. Also sitting back and asking myself, why am I being so hard on myself? Why do I have such high expectations? And then allowing myself to sit in the discomfort of self-reflection. I've gained weight because I get to go out and to experience incredible, delicious food and create core memories with the people I love. I've taken this time off of strength training because it's benefiting my mental health and my physical health. I've stopped reading as much as I used to because I'd rather spend the time hearing about my partner's day. It's a new season and that's okay. The other thing I've been experiencing is an increase in mental load, and that has been leading to constant burnout. I want to acknowledge that you can love your life and love your hobbies and your side hustles and still feel burnt out. I know I love my job, I love my family and doing this podcast, but that does not mean it's not hard AF. It doesn't mean that sometimes... I have to stay up extra late editing an episode because I made a commitment to myself to release a new episode every other week. I do it because it matters to me. It's funny, my therapist the other day goes, what if you just skipped one episode? Or what if you just released it out of schedule? And I'm like, excuse me? Excuse me? I could just do that? Allow myself the room to take a break? allow myself the space and the grace to take a break? No, 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 no. That does not work with my type A personality. I prefer schedules and routines and commitments and setting expectations. And if you know me, you know that setting expectations and then breaking them is the number one way to trigger and to upset me. It's funny because while I am a generally very go-with-the-flow person, 
I'm totally going to be the one to make the reservations, to check where to park, to look at the menu online, to make sure that our flight's leaving on time. That's just who I am at my core, yet that creates so much mental load. What's crazy is I'm experiencing an overload of mental load, and I don't even have kids yet. Granted, this podcast is kind of like my baby. I can only imagine how long it will take me to adapt to the new mental load once I bring another life into this world, which hopefully is very far off into the future. Now, if you don't know what mental load is, let me break it down for you. And this is actually from a well and good article, which I'll link in the show notes if you want to read it a little bit more. The mental load is a term for invisible labor involved in managing a household and family, which typically falls on women's shoulders. It's also sometimes referred to as, quote, worry work or cognitive labor. The mental load is about not the physical tasks, but rather the overseeing of those tasks. It's being the one in charge of having the never-ending to-do list of constant items running in your head, remembering what needs to get done and when, delegating all the tasks to respective family members and making sure that they actually get done. And it's no surprise that women generally experience so much more mental load than men. I know I'm experiencing this, and if I were to ask some of my male friends if they were experiencing this, they probably wouldn't even know what this word means. That being said, Here are some of the things that I've been doing to reduce my mental load. While it literally hurts my soul to eat the same thing every day, because I no longer have to cook for someone every day, I now only really cook two things a week, and then I eat that for lunch and dinner alternating throughout the week so that I'm not eating, I don't know, chicken and rice for lunch and then chicken and rice for dinner. I also eat the same thing for breakfast every day. Okay, I eat the same two things for breakfast every day because if I had to eat the same thing, I might go a little bit insane. And not being able to eat eggs once I found out that I was allergic to them, that's been a real a real challenge because I just can't eat, you know, chicken maple sausage every morning. Anyways, I digress. When I work from home, I put on leggings or biker shorts, a sports bra or a workout shirt every morning because that is my work uniform. And by work uniform, I mean my work from home uniform. While it has been hard, I try to keep the same routine in the morning and the same routine at night. And I have noticed that this really does help my mental load more than you would think because you're not thinking about, okay, well, what am I going to wear in the morning? You're not thinking about, well, what do I have to do right when I wake up? Yada, yada. You're getting up, you're brushing your teeth, washing your face, getting dressed, going for a walk, and then starting your day. It has been a work in progress. I will not lie. There are ups and downs. Boy, are there ups and downs. There are nights when I have two glasses of wine and feel absolutely like garbage the next morning. There are nights when I have no alcohol and don't get any sleep and still feel like garbage in the morning. There are mornings when I wake up, I go for a walk, and then I don't really want to do anything for the rest of the day. All I can say is it's a work in progress, and I'm grateful that you all have been so supportive in helping me navigate this all. While I am experiencing burnout, I have never put myself out there more than I have in the last few months. 
Even doing this solo podcast is putting myself out there in a new way that honestly, I didn't know if I was quite capable of. I tried to record this episode a few days ago and oh my gosh, it went horribly wrong. I felt so uncomfortable. It was an absolute nightmare. And I think it's because I have to prepare for this in a different way than if I was just interviewing someone. It really forced me to get real with myself and to ask myself questions that encouraged serious self-reflection. And if you know me, you know that feelings are not my strong suit. Introspection is not my strong suit. And you know what? It feels so cringy, but that's okay. What I have found by being more present on social media is that everything good happens on the other side of just your cringiest moments. And stay with me on this. There are days when literally everything I do feels cringy. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever tried to tell a story about your life while cooking in a kitchen by yourself and just talking to a camera? Okay, well, I have. And it is so awkward. I won't even lie. It feels so uncomfortable, so awkward, not to mention if someone else is in the house with you. But honestly, I'm feeling like it's really time we embrace the awkwardness. It's time we put ourselves out there as much as we possibly can. Apply for that job even if you don't even think you're qualified enough. Reach out to those contacts if you need to make a career move. Start posting on social media if that feels good for you. Ask someone out on a date, I don't know, that you've been eyeing or you have a crush on. The absolute worst thing that's going to happen is rejection. And what do we say? Rejection is redirection. Maybe you ask someone out and they're already in a relationship, but who knows? Maybe they know someone who's single and who could be a good fit for you. Same goes for jobs. Same goes for sharing your stories on social media. Maybe you post about the food you love cooking and inspire someone to make a new recipe. Or even showcase your non-aesthetic life that we all live but don't show and you encourage someone else to share that. You never know who you could be inspiring on a daily basis. The biggest lesson I've learned by doing this is to literally embrace the cringe. Every episode I record, every TikTok video I post, I think to myself, I'm doing this for me. No one's going to see it. Okay, that doesn't quite work out when 8 million of you saw my various stories and not to mention there's at least 15 different articles in seven different languages of me putting on my makeup at 6am and talking about my dating life. Do you think I just did that and didn't cringe once? Absolutely not. I'm still hysterically mortified. But that's the reason I was able to launch this podcast. Because I put myself out there. I'm not afraid to message influencers or quote famous people to ask them to be on my podcast because you know what? The worst thing they're going to do is A, not respond or B, say no. They don't respond, I move on. They say no, I move on. I heard this thing at work the other day about replacing the word failing with falling. When you're a kid and you learn to ride a bicycle, you have to fall and fall so many times before you succeed. But 
as adults, failing has so many more stakes. And so therefore, we're so scared of failure. I'm scared that this podcast will be a failure. I'm scared people won't want to hear what I have to say. I'm scared people won't want to interview with me or won't see the value in it. And as a society, we've become so afraid of failing that we don't even try anymore. Social media has created this culture that you only really see when things become a success. You don't see the long hours, the tears, the meltdowns, and everything in between that it takes to make something become a success. You don't see that it's taken me three times to record this solo episode, or that I've had three guests cancel just because they had their own life issues pop up. And to me, that does feel like failure. But it's really just a moment where I've fallen down and I get right back up and I move on and I keep going. You have to keep trying and failing and it's the act of trying that's truly the journey. Do you remember when you were a kid and you would try absolutely anything? Why is it so hard for us to have that mindset as adults? When was the last time you tried something new? tried a new hobby, tried something that you knew you'd be bad at, or just tried something for the first time. We literally just don't try new things anymore. And I think it's because we are hyper aware of embarrassing ourselves or having people make fun of us or having people judge us or being judged for not being good at something. I know I am not a good golfer. I can barely hit that ball. There are so many things I'm not good at, and yet I still am going to do them. I'm still going to show up for myself because life is short, you guys. Life is so short, and I want to spend my life trying new things, finding new hobbies, and just having more joy and more fun in my life, bringing back that childhood spirit and attitude. I think I have a challenge for you this week. The challenge is to try something new, a new activity, a new hobby, anything, When trying something new, it can be with a partner, it can be by yourself, but all I ask is that you put yourself out there and bring back that kid spirit. Maybe even ask someone who you want to spend more time with to do the thing with you. When you try out your activity, make sure to tag me at Christina in the Valley so I can see all the new things you're trying and maybe you'll even give me an idea of something to do. My commitment to you is that I really, really want to try pickleball and I'm going to try it. I've heard so many good things about it and I love being active, so I think this will be really fun for me. And just stop caring what people think. Why are we so scared of what people think of us? Let me tell you something. This is groundbreaking revolutionary. Every person is more worried about themselves than what you're doing. I look at some people I know who have become influencers or started podcasts or started businesses, and let me tell you a few things about them. Number one. No one knows what they're doing. And I mean literally. Even CEOs of Fortune 500 companies have no clue what they're doing. Because we're all just kind of on a floating rock that's out here throughout space, making shit up as we go along. Number two, what would you do if you just had fun with your life? If you posted silly little TikToks and vlogs because you wanted to, not because you were worried about what people would think. I'll tell you a story. So I remember this one time when I first started photography and my dad was always really encouraging about being a photographer and always got me the newest stuff. And I feel incredibly privileged that he 
pushed me to do photography. Since I love food and during the pandemic, I started taking food photos and posting on blogs and just silly little things like that because it felt good for me and it was a way to pass the time. I remember this one time I said, I'm gonna become a restaurant photographer. And not only that, I said to myself, one of my photos is gonna be in a magazine. In order to do that, I had to put myself out there. I had to reach out to restaurants. I had to offer my services. And within a month, I had three gigs booked. I did that just by reaching out and by marketing myself. And one year later, I had my photos in a magazine for a wine brand that I photographed for. Speaking our future into existence is a real thing. People always ask me what I want to be when I grow up, and I say one of two things. One, I will write a book, if not multiple books. I'm hoping to write a book that this podcast will be the basis for. And then I'm hoping to write another very, very special book near and dear to my heart, which I won't tell you quite yet about it. But if we get a little bit closer, maybe I can share. The second thing I tell people is I will either be CEO of my own company or CEO of a company. I say this because I have faith in myself and I have faith in the universe that it's all going to work out for me. Have you all seen that TikTok trend that's talking about living in your delusion fantasies, like living in your delusion era? I cannot tell you how much I am living in my absolute delusion era. Like in my mind, I am a famous podcast host. I'm a low-key influencer. I'm an amazing chef. I'm all these things. And so many good things have happened to me just by having that mindset. There's this show on Apple TV called Shrinking, and I recently watched it when I was looking for something new to watch, and it's a really quick show, but it's about a widow who is also a therapist, and he's navigating raising his daughter and trying out new techniques on his patients and all these things, and one of his friends always says, I am so lucky, everything works out for me. And he puts this out into the universe and people get so annoyed with him. They're like, can't you just be sad or annoyed or mad? And the every girl actually posted this in March on their March technology backgrounds. And so I have this on my phone and I read it every single day. And it's one of my mantras to myself. I am so lucky everything works out for me. And if you're on TikTok, maybe you've been on the lucky girl syndrome TikTok I have lucky girl syndrome. I am putting it out there that I am lucky and everything will work out for me. I hope you have enjoyed this solo episode and gleaned some wisdom into hopefully making you feel less alone in anything you're going through right now. If there's ever anything you want to hear me talk about or you want to talk to me about, feel free to reach out to me via Instagram DM or TikTok and I'd love to chat. As always, if you love this episode, please be sure to tag me on socials, leave a review, drop a like, and last but not least, subscribe so you never miss an episode with future guests. For exclusive and behind-the-scenes content, you can always find me on Instagram and TikTok at Christina in the Valley. I'll see you soon.